what is the biggest legacy that we want to leave a trail of people behind us that are amazing hairdressers have successful businesses and are kicking ass in the hairdressing industry welcome back to stylist talk podcast i'm lauren mcnamee from blush girl salon and i have another episode for you today i'm here with grace and alana from shag hair and wow i'm so pumped about this episode they don't hold anything back they share all the details of their background and business ideas what's so clear to me is that they are focused on creating amazing stylists which is their legacy they are here for all the industry shifts but know at the end of the day they are just a salon and they're very down to earth every salon owner and stylist will be able to relate to this episode and this episode will definitely challenge your thinking Grace and Alana share how it all started, their education, hustle, pivot to shag hair, and so much passion and love for the hairdressing industry, particularly the business side. What a team they make. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me for Stylist Talk podcast. And can I please just give a little language warning for myself because there's uh, just a few F-bombs. I have been doing my research a little bit, but I just, I might get some things wrong, but you, you are obviously your business partners. Yeah. Yeah. And Gracie, you're a stylist. Yeah. And you're not a stylist. No. Although I get people calling and asking to book in with me (laughs) and I say, I've hung up my scissors and I'm retired. (laughs) Can you tell me what your histories are though before this? Yep. And like, are you best, like, were you best friends? Like, have you grown up together? Tell me how this happened. Tell me how shag hair happened and like where you both started. Yeah. So um, I'll start with, um, I guess, my apprenticeship and then we'll mm. work into how we met as yeah. individuals. Yeah. Um, so good. I started my apprenticeship when I was 19. I actually worked in hospitality for a long mm. time before I took the plunge into hairdressing. Um, I was a bit nervous to end the hairdressing, mm. didn't think, I actually didn't think that I would like it. You wanted to be a chef. Mm. I was going to be a chef. <laughs> um, and yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I love to cook. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I ended up um, my first apprenticeship at a quite well-known salon mm. in Newcastle. I was there for the first two and a half years of my apprenticeship. I got really great training. Um, I was starting to go into um, like finalizing in awards and whatnot. And then I wanted to grow. So I, I went to another salon where I had a lot more experience in um, fashion. fashion and awards and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but then realized that I don't want to work for anybody ever again because the path to that decision was a bit rocky. So, yeah, yeah it I shaped finished. us as bosses. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that. I learned what not to uh, Yes, I always think about what happened to me and what I hated. And then I'm like, I want to do the complete opposite. Yeah. And I, I had a good experience, to be honest. But, you know, there's just things that traditionally salon owners sort of think's okay. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, like we have to have lunch. You have to have breaks. You have to, you know, be allowed to go on holidays and have Saturdays off. And yeah. So, yeah. The old school rhetoric of like how to haze. So it's basically mm. hazing. It's like if you don't go through a hazing process of being not peeing, not eating, not holidaying, never blah, 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 that you're not a real hairdresser. Yeah. <laughs> that you're not committed. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. I know. 
I remember going to an interview once and they were like, you have to come every week on your um, day off for training. You have like, you have to be hundred percent committed. And they went through all these things and then they offered me the job. And I was like, um, no. And that's the same. That's when I went out on my own. I was like, fuck that. Like, are you kidding me? Exactly. I'm so protective over my team's time now. I'm like, you know, you work so hard, yeah. minimal out of hours, as minimal as possible is what I, yeah. that's my mindset. Anyway. And that's yeah. when hairdressing, you did a four-year apprenticeship in New. Yeah. 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 And I was a bit of a psycho. I went in every week on my day off just to play with hair. Like I was just yeah. upset. <laughs> you loved it. That's good. I loved it. So yeah. Anyway, um, I worked on my own and ended up renting, mm. um, which is what we call Shag One, which is a four chair, one basin salon in newcastle and it was 17 square meters yeah tiny had no back room had a toilet where i mixed up my color a little fridge underneath one basin four chairs (laughs) one appliance and basically yeah (laughs) we've all been there i think i was there for five years um and towards on your own not not with Alana one of my one of our really close friends um she rented a chair from me and it was just us two for the best part of um Elena and I met maybe you want to talk about where what your background's from yeah talk about how we met so we've been besties for about 14 years now now yeah yeah so when we first met Grace was scared of me she um (laughs) She didn't like me. Uh, I was very shy when I was 19, between 19, 20, 21. Yeah. And Elena was like the most outgoing human being I've ever met. And I was like, oh, I could never be friends with her. Like <laughs> she's just so outgoing and I'm just so not. Yeah, it was like talking cheese <laughs> yeah. at that time. So we met when we were in our early 20s. Um, we met through a mutual friend who was also a hairdresser. So who I ran had, the chair at Shag One. Yeah. And so I had all these friends who were hairdressers. And I always used to say, I've got no one to play with on Friday night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we do not go out on Friday nights. No. On rent, on, my background is actually real estate and business. So I was. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. For 15 years, but towards the last, well, the last eight years of my career, I managed a team of up to 20 people I managed a huge a multi-million dollar property portfolio at a huge agency yeah managing teams business she was a bad bitch in cute dresses and heels mm. wore heels every day I worked in a man's world <laughs> um and yeah and I loved my real estate career and it really was the glory days of real estate back then but yeah working in that in a huge real estate office and managing the size portfolio that I did, I got huge business exposure, which was fantastic. Mm. And also I come from a poor family and I always tell this story, not as a sympathy thing, but my nana, I never knew I was poor and I was raised by my nan and pop and they were the best hustlers you'd ever met, but they could turn $1 into $2. And so I'm a very solutions based driven person um, and just learning how to hustle and being from a resourceful family um, has been a huge part of my success in, in business as well. So I didn't finish high school. I never went to university. I went to the University of Life. Same. Um, <laughs> of learning how to hustle and coming from that sort of family background, you learn how to manage money. Um, and that's been a big, 
yeah, big influence. Yeah, that's such a good lesson, isn't it? I think it's almost like, I guess maybe some people would look at that as a disadvantage, but I think in a way it can be a huge advantage because you just learn, like you said, you learn how to work hard. You appreciate everything. Yeah. You see things differently. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Really cool. I was hanging out at the house where Elena and our other friend Beck lived with some other girls, and I had a friend um, that I was like, once I got to know Elena, so we started becoming friends. Yeah, Yeah. I got to know Elena a bit more, and I was like, I reckon her and this guy would really hit it off. So I set them up. Now I'm dating for about three months, and we just got we just bonded so well over that that he um, got the the boot, but we didn't. You were forever. We've been Literally inseparable, been inseparable ever since. 15 years later. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, firstly, was your first, your shag one, was yeah. it actually called shag? Yes. Yeah. So you carried that name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so when did you decide to open a salon together? Has it been like, has it been Five, three, five, three, five years. Five years. Five years. Yeah, I thought it had. I thought I saw something about five. So it's been five years. So we had our five-year business anniversary in July. Mm. So July nineteenth was the day that we opened Shag two point which was a fifty square meter. Yep. Yep. Uh, we had eight chairs to start, and then twelve months later, we renovated so we could fit three more chairs. Um, and that's when, yeah, we really delved into having staff mm. and, and everything that comes with that. And yeah, it started to flourish. And then we were backtrack. We, I wanted a career change. I left real estate and I, I don't Grace, haven't even talked about this part yet. Yeah. So Grace was on holiday. So I was going through a divorce. I was going through divorce, left my real estate career. And I was like, I'm going to start my own business. And Grace was away on holidays and I had been thinking about it while she was away. And I was like, I'm going to pitch a business plan to her. She came back from holidays. We went to the pub, we were sitting in the beer garden. And I said, Grace, let's go into business together. Let's scale the business. Let's multiply you. Let's open a bigger salon, big business pitch. This is what big vision. vision. And she was just like, freaked out and she's like let me think about it and I was like have some more beers (laughs) priming it full of alcohol and then we dropped it and she came back to me a couple of days later and she said no I don't want to do it I don't want to ruin the friendship I'm happy with where I'm at yeah I wasn't I wanted to ask about that I must say because I yeah I always have this thing like don't do business and friends but I can see that this works for you guys yeah totally so Oh uh, yeah, before I went on this holiday, I was thinking to myself and it was so weird because it's just like I've thought and now I know it was just divine intervention mm. and everything lined up when it did because mm-hmm. I was working, um, who rented a chair from me? She had a baby, so I was in there a lot on my own and I was like, is this it? Like, is this all I'm going to do? Like, maybe I should try something else. Like, mm. I'm just not feeling it anymore. You were stale. And I knew that I needed to be around more people, not just being with clients. Like, I need to be with other stylists to be inspired and to know yeah. if I was any good as well. I was like, my client, my client is sticking with me because it's easy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to bounce off people. Yeah. And yeah. he pitched it to me. I was like, this is too good to be true. No, 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 no. And then... 
And then Elena said... Well, she said no. And I said, well, I'm going to do it with or without you. I'm going to be your competition. (laughs) And Beck and and Grace, my two besties who were hairdressers, they were like, oh, good luck. (laughs) Like, it's hard and this and that and all that. And I said, yeah, I'm doing it with or without you. I said, I'm I'm going to hire staff and I'm going to be your competition. Yeah. And Grace was like, all right, I'll throw you a bone. She said, because I wasn't working at the time, and she said, come and work with me. I'll teach you how to tone and blow dry. And, like, I'd always been. The ins and outs of hairdressing. And I'd always been in the salon because she was my best. I used to spend a lot of time there and, like, I'd sweep up and wash bowls and I'd answer the phone every now and then and, like, book appointments and whatnot. And You knew the culture. Yeah. Yes, very much yeah. knew the salon culture. And because I had so many friends like Beck and then all of the girls. That, so I used to, Grace didn't have a licence for many years. So I used to pick her up on a Thursday night. We'd drive to another chick's salon and smoke cigarettes till midnight. <laughs> and I'd hang out with all these hairdressers all the time. Of course, all the hairdressers and the ciggies. Salon in her courtyard, smoking cigarettes till midnight, drive her or she'd sleep at my house and I'd drive her to work the next day. Yeah. And she said, yeah, I'll throw you a bone, come and work with me, see if you like it, yada, yada, yada. And how unglamorous it actually is. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because I was basically her apprentice. The first week I had to go and see a chiropractor. <laughs> my back. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I've tried doing it for 15 years, 12 hours a day straight, right? Property manager for 15 years. I'd never had that bad ergonomics. <laughs> I was exhausted. Yeah, with my chest puffy, I'm like, oh. see, told her, told her tough. But it's so hard. Oh. Our job is so hard. Ment- it, it's isn't it? It's like physical, it's mental, it's your creativity. Oh. Like you have to give so much. Like we, yeah, I'm I'm always fighting for people to like respect what we do because I just think, yeah, it's pretty big it's a big job I get an old school boss start with their rhetoric on and I and I do it very professionally and very nicely and I'm like I've never met an industry of people that work so hard that are so undervalued and so underpaid yeah long story short I worked there for a month she and then I went on a month's holiday (laughs) and I came (laughs) and I said my first off I just halved and she was like (laughs) <laughs> to buy in and I it yeah, didn't yeah. but I was like your first in business your first offer is always your best offer I Unless said because I, I, was, I was in the power seat then to say now you need me but again that was just a lesson her first lesson in business but she was more grace was busier more productive yeah because she realized that having that help made her be able to care and she and all the messages were answered she was booked efficiently the satellite it just it just worked and then yeah it was a good window into what the future would hold yeah and then we opened our next salon and it started with just us two we grew to six staff and then we opened our third salon which is 27 chairs 15 staff a front of house how it just it just went it's so good bananas. I, I was looking at like I mean obviously I know what your son looks like but I was just you know doing your research last night and I was like this thing is massive it's crazy it's amazing you've done a really good job because like one of my questions actually that's all right we can like bounce back to other topics I um I was just saying like obviously you went down the path of like the warehouse idea yeah and I which I love which I love um and I I was 
you know, I just think that you've done a really good job of um, uh, feeling it and giving it, you know, like a real warmth. And I think that's hard. Yeah. That's the one thing I'd say about the warehouse because they're so big. It's hard to, you know, damage So you've we done were, a great job of that yeah. from what I can see. Thank you. And I, I had a vision if we were ever going to move from Shag to yeah. Um, I said to Elena, I was like, I just want a doorway in a laneway that is so unassuming Assuming. and you open it and it's just like, oh, like yeah. just female, hair, women, hot, beautiful in yeah. your face. And I think that we've done that quite do. You've definitely done that. People go and think it's like, oh, what's going to be down here? Because it's got rubbish bins and like it's, yeah, it's just a laneway. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Yeah, and people walk through there sometimes and, and they'll like, the roller door oh. open and they're like, oh, all right, cool. And it's exactly what we wanted because we were the first salon in Newcastle to go off the street front um, and just break that tradition. In, of, the si- in the size that we are. Yeah, of having a shop front, having a street front, having that glass front, it's a roller door. So, yeah, and then a couple of salons have followed suit since and they've oh, a lot of them contact us like, how you go, like, has it affected your business? Did it? And we're like, no, not at all because I'm to shop no, front we now. Need, yeah, we don't need that. And I said, and the, the big rents to have, like, we, Shag 2 was in a basically one of the prime most prominent spot. prime streets in Newcastle um, and we were paying the same rent there for 50 square metres as we are now for 240 square metres. It's a huge meters. opportunity, isn't it? I think everyone's yeah. kind yeah. of catching on to that yeah. now. It's like you don't need, because of the internet, obviously, because of the internet, we don't need yeah. shop fronts yeah. like you used to. You don't need foot traffic no. like you used to. You know, shopping centres don't have that power anymore. Um, which is which is really cool, and that's what I love about the internet. Like what's that's what makes me so excited. It's like everybody has a chance to to succeed. To succeed. You don't have to go through, you know, that normal process of paying someone heaps of rent. Yeah. You can build it yourself if you're happy to put the work in. Best friends, but we do fight yeah. sometimes. Like sisters. Yeah. Before. What happens yeah. if you fight yeah. and like over over your business? How do you guys handle it? Um, it's, we we can disagree to the yeah. point where it gets heated and then we have to sit down and listen to each other and we have to, there's always a compromise, there's always mm. a middle ground and we get out when we need to get out, yeah, we don't good. hold it in. Yeah. Um, with constructive conflict. Yeah. Healthy conflict. Totally. Or just healthy disagreeing and or sometimes we agree to disagree um, and there's times where we just, Yes. Yeah. One of us will say, you have to trust me on this one. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you just have to let go and let let that put. And, like, it's a calculated, you know, if, if Grace has got a, a hunch on something or she says fiercely no about something, it's, you know, it's just trust. Yeah. yeah, of course, definitely. All right, well, I was just going to talk about, I guess, like, obviously what we were just saying um, about not having to have shop fronts and being able to, you know, have that opportunity to go into warehouses and, um, you know, still build really high profiles, really. So you guys do that so well. And actually your work is so beautiful. Like I was looking at your Instagram. I was like, it's just, yeah, it's it's so, so beautiful. Under our roof, we're very, very lucky. How many do you have? There's 12 at the moment. Yeah, including... Same. Yeah. 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 10 style. I have 12 too. Um, so, 
yeah, social media. Obviously, you guys have utilized that. Um, that's a big part of your business. That's how you've how you've grown. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess if you can just share a little bit about how like how important you think it is, maybe if you have a bit of a strategy. Um, you know, I know, I guess like coming, Alana, coming from a business um background, I can imagine you probably have more strategy than like someone like me who's completely winging it and just throws anything out there and hopes for the best. Um, but yeah, I noticed like on your um shag hair Instagram that you'll do your hair and then you'll have like your price guide with it. I really like that. Does that work yeah. well for you? And yeah, I just love, I'd love to hear about yeah, your strategy. Was- How, like, yeah. Yeah, that was Elena's idea. And that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, surely oh, we can't do that. Like, no, 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 no. Like, we'll just wait for people to call. We can, they can mm. get quotes. But Elena was like, why would we take all these phone calls for them to just hang up and go think about it? Let's just put it out there. Mm. So, yeah, that was a great move. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm all about educating the client before the phone call, you know, and and I know as a consumer, I always put myself in a consumer's position, like when we're researching and whatever it could be, cars, any sort of shop, like whatever you're doing, you're always going to do your research first. So from the client's point of view, once they've made that call, they've they've done their research they're a client you know because I was obviously on the front desk and I was wasting so much time going through these processes and and giving people quotes for them to just be like oh shock factor um and putting that price range there so when the client calls they've already done their research they've looked at the hair they've looked at the stylist they have a guide around price so it's now just making that connection. Yeah, it just saves so much time on the front desk. And once they've called, they're ready to book, basically. They're just confirming things. Yeah. So, um, and it, because we have a three-tier price strategy as well, that was also to educate the client so that there's master, senior, and then there's emerging styling, stylist prices as well because we always wanted to be able to capture every client and sort of educate them to say that, you know, because people, as often that um perception as well that shag's super expensive you know the salon fit out how we look that sort of thing or people think oh you know I can't afford to go there so that's why we're also making sure that we're capturing you know every potential new client because no matter what never confuse arrogance and confidence you know we are just a hair salon we are just a hair salon we we do root tints and we do the basic and the basic, and then we do beautiful balayages and huge big colour corrections. But at the end of the day, we need every client at every price because we're just a hair salon. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're happy to service everyone. Yeah, because we don't really show that in our marketing so much, do we? Like we don't, we're not really showing our retouches. And, yeah, I think sometimes people forget that we, we do do, like you said, we're just a hair salon. Yeah, yeah. we do those basic services too. Yeah. And also they are really important for our business and for our juniors, aren't they? Like to get them to be able to do that stuff. So yeah. The most important client in our client list is a lady who comes every four weeks and she has for eight years and gets her roots done and a haircut. And when I hand over, well, Grace hands over a root client, like a root touch-up client to an apprentice, I'm like, this is the biggest privilege you could ever get yeah 
when that lady lets you do her hair and when Grace lets you do a client that she's done this lady's roots for eight years. It's a big deal. Privileged. Like, you know, and I I literally put a a halo over these clients. I said, because they are our bread and butter um, and the loyalty that they give us is, is beyond the every six months balayage that comes in and pays $550 and she's gorgeous and she's beautiful and it's all Instagram worthy. Yeah. Um, and love that too. But I said, like, these are the clients that you need to value and keep because they will be in your chair consistently. Forever. Mm-hmm. That's a really good yeah. reminder. I forget that sometimes because you get yeah. really like bored, like, oh, this, but you're so right. You have to remember to, like, treat them like queens. Yeah. 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 And it teaches them how to um, start client rapport Mm. because, you know, this client that's been, you know, with us for eight years, if she's not happy or if the apprentice doesn't know how to talk or make a conversation, we'll get that feedback. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, you know, this is your chance to start building relationships with a new person in your life that can then be in your chair every four weeks Mm. and you can look forward to that do you have um services that like you have services that only juniors do yeah yeah for example like your retouch like do do you only put retouches with apprentices only if they're and only if they're trained in it yeah they have gone through our our shag curriculum Mm. and they're ticked off that they're competent yeah they will be able to and we educate our clients in that as well so when we have you know regular clients we tell them that oh Chrissy is signed off on tinting how about you see her next time because she's cheaper or whatever um and you can let us know how she goes and they're Mm. always willing to they love it yeah we just plop them next to me or next to their styles they normally have so it's like you still get to see them you know like at opposite ends of the salon um and just be there with them still Mm. So do you have your own training program for like in-salon training? Yep. So good. So how does that work? How do you deliver it? So how we ended up getting big, I'll just digress for two seconds, is when we got into business together we and how we started our education business, once we had staff, we always wanted them to be trained by Grace because we wanted to have a a shag standard and Mm -hmm. realised how much she loved teaching. And I was like, well, how can we make money off it? Um, that's how that evolution. That's how a business brain works. Yeah. How everything do we capitalize on has to- oh, that creative business. Yeah. So she just loved it. She and she was excellent. And I was just like, wow, like we need to make a business out of this. Like, because she just got so excited about doing it. Because as you would know, being a hairdresser for so long, once you actually start teaching someone, you realize how much you love it how passionate you are and how much you actually know. And seeing them excel from what you're teaching them is like the best feeling in the world. Yeah. So growing these apprentices and and training, retraining, and seeing how sad it was, we would hire staff and they couldn't even blow dry, you know, seniors. And because we were always like, it's about the person, we can give them the skills, we can upskill them, we will nurture them, we will grow them as long as they're a good person. So it didn't matter what, they could do we didn't care it was just the right person so we take great pride in in training um even and having seniors be retrained as well so with the apprentice curriculum it's they go to TAFE obviously and I'm sure in South Australia they is TAFE in South Australia yeah TAFE it TAFE's Australia-wide isn't it yeah Yeah. not New South Wales so they go to TAFE (laughs) 
um, which is great. <laughs> you know, they learn their fundamentals there. Um, but also for our seniors, it's been a great career progression for one of our other seniors who's been hairdressing for 15 years. Um, so she's a co-in-salon -educa educator with Grace. Um, and basically, it's every Tuesday we just do do training. Yeah, she's so, come off the floor every Tuesday to do dedicated yep. apprentice training with whatever apprentices we have at the time. And it starts with shampooing, obviously, caping up, seating, talking, client comfort, not sticking a clip in someone's head, how to actually be in someone's personal space and make them comfortable. Um, and then we pretty much get straight into blow-dry styling and then root tins. And we start with um, quarter head of foils, 25% balayage, and we just basically get into it from there. And it's just training, training, training. Yeah. Can I ask, if you don't mind sharing, is this on paid time? Yes. yes. So we pay our Holly, who's our one of our master stylists. So she's off the floor, no clients on a yeah. Tuesday. It's every second Tuesday yeah. for eight hours to train the apprentices. Yeah. Um, because we want to make the investment in get the apprentices yep. getting up on the floor quicker. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how it has to be. They can't, you can't hold them no. for that long anymore. Like that's like, I'm only just sort of figuring, figuring this out. It's taken me eight years, but it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard to do the training when you don't have the time yourself. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's pretty tough, I think. But I think this is something that all salon owners are trying to figure out. It's like, how do we give the juniors a training that they're so hungry for? Because they are not going to work for three years cleaning for you anymore. Like that used to be the way that, you know, it's just what it is. You have to do your time. But I just, I don't feel like they will wait. So, yeah, we're doing something very similar. Like I've got a stylist off the, off the floor one right. day a fortnight. Um, right. And yeah, again, I just I think it has to be in paid time. Like we can't do the old, you know, you have to give your day off every week to train. Like, what? Right. Like, how did that happen? Is everyone their rides these days? We didn't know our rides back then. No. Like, All right, if I have to be here seven days a week, okay, whatever. But also, yeah. our apprentices are doing paid services one and a half years in. So good. We're not doing it for the luxury of just having them trained to just be. A hairdresser one. It's a business decision. It's a business decision. Making money. They're making us money and they're getting hair and they're getting job satisfaction and they're better. They get to feel like hairdressers. They get to feel like hairdressers. We're, we're in this business to get to make hairdressers. They're better assistants. They're like It just is overall a better experience and they're grateful. And then when they're happy, grateful staff that finish their apprenticeship, they turn into happy, grateful, loyal seniors. Um, so having a long-term vision around people and actually realizing that it's like you, you want to get the longevity out of them. So how you treat them at the beginning is how they're going to be at the end of their apprenticeship. So long-term vision for people and actually having career goals and career projections for them is a win-win. And what that's that's my saying. Yeah. Win-win. And that's not to say <laughs> that we haven't had yep. staff come and go, that we haven't had situations and the ups and downs of yep. having staff. We've had it all. Had it all. But this is our core belief mm. and with who has 
been able to go the distance is who meshes with our yeah. ethos. Yeah. And it just ends up working itself out. So good. Well done. Thank you. Thank but you. yeah, we've had we've had some shit situations yeah. too, like staff we've burners. Been in the, yeah. In the teeth a couple of times. It all that's all, how you learn and that's how you adapt yeah. and that's how you get um stronger. And then you don't do it again, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Three years ago, <laughs> we said to each other, we're never gonna have a gun to our head again by a staff member. We'll never walk yeah. girls, we'll never panda to a bad attitude we'll, no. and we haven't and we know ne- no. we won't we won't no you can't have that they ruin everything yeah 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 it doesn't matter how good they are they will ruin everything tell me about your external education like i'm really interested in this topic obviously i can see you guys are as well um i think we can all see that there's a huge opportunity there but what do you think of this external education world this online education world um, you know, how much value do you think that we can get yeah. online? Um, I guess is a big question, like, for me. Um, I must say, like, obviously, um, I, you know, I love the opportunity that we have and I love experimenting with it and just seeing all the doors that it can open. Um, so I share a lot yeah. of mine. But I have to say that um, I did my first little thing yesterday. I had two people. That's it. Uh, but I was just so, it, I was so pumped after. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that in-person thing, yeah. we're never going to replace that. Never going to no. replace Yeah. So there's room for both. But, yeah, just obviously you guys are doing it. So tell me about your education. Yeah. What's it called? Shag? Shag ED, so shagged. So tell me about that and tell me your thoughts on, yeah, the online education world too. Yeah, so we started our first class when we were at Shag 2 and we actually rented another salon mm. to do it at because our salon was too small to hold. Um, we had 50? Yeah. Was it 50, our first class? And wow, you've been doing it for ages. Yeah, so this is our yeah. this will be our third year. We basically door-knocked salons and manually – we didn't even have a website. No. We sold – Tickets. Yep. Literal pieces of paper. Yep. <laughs> and we did it with um that we knew used the same color brand as yeah. us at the time, um, that we had relationships with and they wanted to support us and they had, you know, I guess admired our work for a mm. while. So that was sort of like really, really nice. Um, so we did like four classes there. Yeah. Um, and then moved into sh- doing classes with Shag Three. And then COVID hit. Mm. <laughs> so then we never really thought about online education until COVID hit. Um, and it did, well, once we did all of our classes, it did take a, like quite a while for it to get off the ground and get on our website mm. um, with, you know, just the whole interruption of COVID and running a salon and trying to do this and trying to do that, not having a mental breakdown, trying to eat, trying to sleep and, and all that. But yeah. um, I think now online education I look at it differently Mm. I thought that only in-person education was something for me or something where I could actually learn but after watching other online education classes after making them knowing that you can pause or zoom in or write things down and take it at 
you want to. Uh, I love, uh, of course, love The Secret Fox as well, where you can actually ask questions in real time. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the the status of online education has really ramped up and I'm here for it. Mm. We both are. Yeah. We conscious decision though at the time so our website and online classes were ready to launch when COVID hit last time and because there was such a flood and so much yeah everywhere yeah everywhere and we made a significant financial investment in obviously doing it so we just sort of held back and we just paused the whole thing our philosophy and it always has been as well is like we've been to so many classes like live classes online classes whatnot is we are speaking to, and this is not a insult, when we do our classes, when we do our education, we're speaking to the sweaty Betty hairdresser. There's no tricks. There's no, it's your time poor, you, you're getting flogged. The salon manager just booked in a haircut. There's no $70 vials of keratin. You know, there's <laughs> the no. average salon. There's no. Four- yeah. No full-time assistant. This is like real deal hairdressers that are the majority of Which the includes hair- us. Includes- We're an average hair salon. Yeah. And me. Yeah. So that's the reality of the floor. Fluffing up hair and doing all our for eight hours, knowing that, oh, I don't think I can even translate that back to the salon. salon. But that was really cool to watch because I admire this person. Exactly. Like, you need to take something home and take yeah. an actual skill back to your salon and be able to use it in real time yeah so we have very very basic fundamentals and it's not about anything fancy and we always our slogan is want to see how we do it our thing is very traditional like breaking down traditional patterns grace is balayage technique was invented not balayage but her technique because she was a one-man band and she had to figure out the quickest fastest way to get the best result possible because she had no and she had to sweep and clean bowls and do this and do that and get a great result so we have to be really clever i remember that thank you i remember that time i was just saying on my own needed to get results fast with like four people there in the chairs next to me, like yep. completely fucked up situation. But yep. you become so good yep. and so fast. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So our ethos around education is just let's show you how we do it. And it's it's talking to those real hairdressers in real time that are time poor, don't have you know full-time assistance, can't have someone holding their foil, don't have $70 vials of keratin, just yep. really you know good fundamental hairdressing yeah um so not reinventing the wheel and just also to breaking down like you know there's just the smallest little thing that a hairdresser's been doing for 15 years and great and like they'll be like oh that's the tiny little light bulb moment yeah like actually undoing their their train of thought say like they just couldn't contemplate some student will like seniors that we've had they just couldn't comprehend not doing a full head of foils. Yeah. Like doing less and getting a better result yeah. and, and undoing their, you know, what's stuck, you know, because it's yeah, training repeat for so long. Um, so, yeah. We're so resistant to like, yeah. do you find that? Like over the years of your education, 
like you know you're always gonna have those people that walk in the room and just are like yeah yes yeah it's like oh my god I'm giving you so much right now like can you just like throw me a box yeah exactly yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's hard isn't their bosses have probably paid for it and they're just like oh, whatever yeah because yeah. we're very transparent like you lauren we don't hide like if someone said you know here's here's the blueprint here's how shag works there is no secret we we're completely transparent with absolutely everything um and that's you know that's that's also part of our business model as well yeah is to be trusted advisors to have people come and want to learn from you you have to be completely transparent but it doesn't mean someone could have the blueprint but they can't replicate it you know they're never going to be you yeah and why would they want to be but at least they can just take little things I think like yeah I've been talking a lot about that the podcast and that's kind of again my point for sharing is just like we need to lift the um standard of the industry the only way we can do that is together and by sharing. So we have to share our ideas so we can all take little bits and go, oh, okay, that's how I can have a better seller. That's how I can keep my team together. That's how I can train and put good hairdressers back out into the industry. If we all just think, oh, we have this great thing, let's not tell anyone about it, then nothing is going to improve. So, I think, yeah, like obviously you guys have, got that same mindset of like let's share and all be better yes and you don't own own clients have a good business be loyal if we lose a client often clients will tell us they're breaking up with us for whatever reason financial it could be price it could be area it could be we had a, a senior leave to go and open his own salon we lost clients of course it was going to happen yeah tell us and we're like the door's always open when he goes on holidays, we're here for you, you know, and it's, I just think that, yeah. The fact that we get told, it makes makes us feel like it reinstates that we're doing the right thing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Tell me about your pivot for um, what have you called? You, uh, it's Shag. No, what is it? Shag Shag chair. Yeah. <laughs> right, I want to hear about this. Funny story. We're in Sydney on a hen's weekend and we were staying together, of course. <laughs> I wake up the next morning to Elena staring at me and I just stared back at her. She goes, shag chair. We're going to call it shag chair. <laughs> I have my best ideas in my dreams. And I went, oh, my God. So intense. Like I, and I and I literally sleep like this, and I was like, <laughs> "Shag chair, wide eyed, shag chair." This is what we're gonna do. Yeah, I love that. I love that, and I really want to hear about it because I mean, I I, I feel quite anxious about the um the freelance world. Yes, um, I think probably my concerns around it are just about set the separation. Yeah. Yep. And so I can see that by us evolving and, like, bringing into our spaces, I think that is a good thing because it's keeping the community together. Um, yes. And I think that's what we need. But I do, I think, I do worry, like, how um, how does that work and how do you, I don't know, I don't know. I just, you know, you've obviously gone through all the, all the thoughts and all the concerns, like, I just, I think how do I have a team that is employed 
and is happy when they can see like someone kind of doing their own thing over here under one roof. Yeah. Yep. So if you can do that, that's fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah I do I do worry about the separation of the solo artist, the freelance world, because I think we need to stay together. Yep. Totally. Yep, for sure. The issue I th- and I totally agree. And I so the freelance independent spaces, I actually see them failing. I don't think they're going to be and around because, like Grace said, when you're an artist, when you're a true hairdresser, you need to be around other like-minded people. And a lot of the freelance spaces aren't conducive to, to team, but some are, not all, but that it's it's but you not, don't get to choose. Yeah, you're not who, not yeah. part of of. Yeah. Think and you still have to be motivated to do everything yourself and and what not. Lonely, that's so lonely. We knew that we were going to do this for a long, long time. Yeah, because I said to Elena back from when I was at Shag One, I was like, we will not keep staff when they know that they can earn more money running a chair. And there's only so much in the kitty when you have an employee, which you would know. So when we finally were ready to launch it, we gave the opportunity to our staff oh, first. Yeah. yeah. We included them first. We didn't announce it no. without telling them how it works, why we're doing it, you know, all the, the good, the bad, the buy-in. Um, we had them on board first. Yeah. They were given a contract to review. They We had an information afternoon with our accountant um, which we weren't there so that they could freely ask questions and be un- and be comfortable with it. And some of our staff have transitioned to freelancer from seniors um, because they need, again, same as an apprentice, they need career goals. So if we can have someone transcend from a senior and get another three years out of them before they, to be a freelancer, before they either go and open their own salon or get out of hairdressing or whatnot, that's the goal yeah. because all the time investment and training and also when you have a, a great culture of people, you don't want to lose that. So it was giving them. You'd rather keep them. Yes. So and they, they've already been inducted into the shag way. So we've hired two external people who weren't existing shag staff um, and we have and they're, they've been inducted. They've had yep. training by me. Yep. Um, they've had their contract. They know that they're still a team member. They have to clean up after themselves. They, you know. They've got to be part of the shag culture. Part of the and, you know, and they're, and it's, the again, the right person. I was just so going to say, yeah, it's like anything. It's like it's it's, exactly the same as hiring staff. You're like hiring freelancers. You still have to be the right person. It's yeah. still an interview process. They have to be right for us and we have to be right for them. There's still, and we're very open and transparent with, this is a business relationship, but we have shagged the brand. But it's selling the sizzle. I always say sell the sizzle, not the sausage. They've come to Shag's brand and they're going to be supported by Shag's brand and they're working under Shag and that then makes them successful. So, again, it's that win-win. It's not about a dictatorship of, contract and do this and do that it's like this is what shag can do for you this is what you bring to the table let's have a beautiful business partnership and you're part of something you're part yeah, of that's yeah it's about collaboration 
Yeah. Yes. And inducting it's about collaboration and the best result for all, really. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, leave to like that um, for the, the two new freelancers that didn't start at Shag, um, it's just worked so beautifully. Yeah. Like it's yeah, just, yeah, it's we're really happy with how it is turning out with staff members turning freelance and new people coming into freelance. Yes. Yeah. So we're about to pitch a campaign, the Apprentice Journey. And our new apprentice journey is going to be, you're the first to hear this, is going to be. And to all those listeners out there. And to all the (laughs) listeners out there, um, is our apprentice journey will now be, you will be completed within two to two and a half years. You will be dedicated to a shag senior. You will have six to 12 months out of your apprenticeship as a senior, and then you'll be offered a freelancer role. So good. So good. I love that. Um, so if they want to stay as a senior hairdresser, but also the motivation for us as well is we wanted to work with hustlers. We were exhausted from having 15 staff, yeah, you know, and we wanted them to to take ownership of their, themselves. So what you have to give people opportunity if you want them to have full growth. If you just have a stopping point, that's all you're going to get is just, you know, headbutts all the time. So our motivation to do it was for actually to give us some relief as well. Yeah. So they had goals. They had the opportunity to earn more money. We wanted to stop whispering in the back room. We wanted it to be an open conversation, not this dirty secret like, oh, I want to go freelancer. Just let's talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like I haven't had that with like the freelance thing. I've had that with, you know, you can just tell when people like, I'm going to leave one day or, like, whatever. And it's just, like, cool. Like, I'm going to be so pumped for you. Like, tell me about your plan. Like, I'm here. Like, I'll mentor you. Like, tell me. Like, it's going to be really fucking hard. So, like, it's good luck to you. Not all copies and... No. Like, but I don't have an issue with someone. Like, if I have a team member, it's like, I'll just start a cell one day. I'm like, you don't have to be secretive about that. Like, tell me about it. Yeah. I'm here, like, to hear it. So that's, you know, obviously what you guys are saying as well. Like... You don't have to be secretive about wanting to be a freelancer. Like, let's just embrace it. And if they do have that plan, like their dream is to have their own salon, then going freelance and then possibly going into rent a chair at Shag is going to give you the most opportunity to save save as much money as possible to then do your fit out because your fit out will cost Mm -hmm. a lot of money, your rent. And we sort of pitched it in the sense of if you become a freelancer, you've done your hairdressing apprenticeship. Being a freelancer, you're going to get your business apprenticeship because we're now we've changed the we wanted to change the dynamic of employee employer relationship, yeah, and have it as business partners. So, and we guide them, coach them, help them, connect them with people, network with people. So they're now doing their business apprenticeship under the shag umbrella, learning contracts, learning GST, like learning how to have a business. So we're actually setting up people successfully. So if they do go and have their own salon, they've got some some business knowledge behind them. So that's where sort of we're loving that aspect of it um, because we know that these people, once they do go into the industry. They're going to be good business owners. They're going to be good. And Grace and I always have this, you know, is that our legacy is our people. 
Yeah. You know, when it's all said and done, the hair gets done. What is the biggest legacy that we want to leave? A trail of people behind us that are amazing hairdressers, have successful businesses and are fucking kicking ass in the hairdressing industry. Good. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like that is that's what we do. That's the juice of having our business. The hair will always get done. Yeah. Christmas week will always just kill us all. Like, you know, but yeah, having that legacy of people going off and being successful, it's like the proudest. Yes. That's what we love. That's what we want, isn't it? We want that. Because we're not gonna we won't do this forever. We want people to come yeah. in behind us and do it so we can, you know, yeah. move on to our next journeys as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I know from personal experience, and this is what I like to tell anyone who wants to have the conversation, having your own salon and just having your own space and just it just being you is not all it's, it's cracked, cracked up, up to, to be. be. Like, you, like you need the inspiration of other stylists around yeah. you. And if you, if anyone was to go, and this is to speak to anybody, not just speaking about our staff, mm. um, if you want to go to a freelance space, research the kind of stylist that you're going to be working with. Are you going to be inspired by them? Mm. It's not all just about money. Like you have to be inspired mm. to get the drive to be emotionally, physically mentally exhausted from your job and still be creative yeah but the freelancer movement it's a it's everything's evolving our biggest idol is madonna how do you stay relevant for 40 years evolve like <laughs> from the 80s to vogue to cowboy <laughs> to you know to what she's now <laughs> to i don't know what she's doing now but like evolving and moving with the industry and one size doesn't fit all you know no. like we're not a freelancer salon where we have m- multiple you know that's why I, like, I like what you're doing I like it because you're doing all of it hmm yeah you're not just going oh okay we're just gonna do this now you know and yeah. cut, cut out that you know tradition traditional salon because we need we need it all to come together so I think you know, it's really good it's really good. Yeah. Like it all needs to come together so we offer it all to the right yeah. people and yeah. that way we can do like what you said, still bounce off each other, still learn together, still have big salons because I yeah. think like we need big salons because what's happened over the last maybe five years um, is that there's no big salons left anymore because everyone's gone out on their own. Um, and then nobody's getting trained. So the big salon, the one that's the ones that are going to do the training, because we have the resources to do that. Everyone's on their own. No one's getting trained, and then we have shortage in the industry. So that's why I like what you're doing because you're still going to train people, but it's almost like you're also going to, like you said, train people to go out and open salons eventually one day and be good business owners. And that's where there was like that gap because like everyone's going out in their own. No one's getting trained. There's no big salons anymore. The culture's gone. And the people yeah. who are going out on their own actually have no fucking idea what they're doing and they're dying. 100%. Right? So that's, it's really good. I love it. Yeah. Well done. Like we yeah. just having apprentices is, and that's why I get so frustrated, frustrated when I hear like how, like, yeah, growing apprentices, they're your future stylists. 
They're your, like we have it's a future. we have a commercial cleaner. Yeah. Good. You think that teaching them how, like yeah they got to clean and they got to learn how to hustle and they got to learn how to time manage <laughs> and all those things. But growing your future stylist is having that long term vision is just so 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 important. Um, it's so rewarding as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like our investment is just I mean we will always it's it yeah so yeah yeah I know there's been that mentality of it's too hard and they won't stay and you know and it is all those things but we still have to do it because they will be the ones that do stay and it'll be worth it yeah I highly recommend people in in, and investigating and having uh mature age apprentices as well yeah yes that way And they're like, oh, but the incentives with the goal, like it's it balances all out. Um, yeah. and can't teach immaturity and skills. It's like, and there's we've had, yeah, well, we've had three mature age apprentices. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really worth investigating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, this has been so good. I'm gonna get to my final question. What's your bigger purpose? What are you hoping to achieve in your time in business? Mm. And what keeps you showing up and never giving in? Ooh. Why we do it, why, the why is the people. Like it is literally growing and coaching and developing people and see them succeeding. Um, we absolutely love doing that, leading teams. That's definitely a, a driver and a motivator. Um, we love the hairdressing industry. Like it is rock star. It is like you're a prime example of that. Yeah. You're amazing salon, your videos, you're doing a podcast. Like it's so versatile. Yeah. If you want it to be. Yeah. And how we stay mode. Well, yeah, evolve. And we just have very like we can't do the same thing over and over again and expect change. That's what Rania said. She's like. Uh, what I can't stand is the repetitive, like the same, same, same. And I was like, so right. Yeah. She said, yeah. Well, that she said that basically, um, you know, her being on the floor and creating beautiful hair is what, you know, sh- her contribution in keeping her staff motivated yeah. and client and still client seeing her in there. And that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Lead from the front. I sweep, I clean the toilet, I clean hair out of brushes. I love work, you know. Yeah. Like, lap around the salon asking if she make 10 coffee. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Love being with the clients. Love, it's just, it, it's such a rock star industry. And I just think, you know, why wouldn't you just love working in hairdressing? You get yeah. to listen to music, wear cool clothes, talk to people. Create- I love your fashion. I forgot that. We've been to clients' weddings. We've been to the like, relationships. The relationships with clients is just second and to none. Staff. And staff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think you get back. You get what you give. Like you know, and we just love the industry, and we just get back so much from it. And the yeah. people. One of the things that when we were answering the questions was something I forget what it was. Anyway, we were broke. We were absolutely broke and we paid thousands of dollars 
to go to courses to meet people. Like a network. When we saw Natalie Ann for the first, I stalked her. <laughs> I followed her around. Yes. Bench in place. And I was like, Grace, quick, she's at the bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, you went to like a like one of her courses yeah, she did she, like an inspirational speak at this uh it was called inspire convention or something it was like a, yeah. hair and weddings and yeah vendors and fashion, stuff yeah. yeah fashion and like i literally I, I chased her down like i hunted her and it was the best uh, i couldn't speak <laughs> I was speechless and I never and now you've get, got each other's number. And now we talk and now we know each other. But I, oh, I love that. Yeah. And we had a we had a phone call last week, which was really cool. And but like we I wanna if say to people, get out there, network with people, meet people. We invested in us in our industry, like we just love going to courses and seeing, you know, how many amazing inspirational people are out there. Like yeah, we've been. I love sliding into DMs. We love to slippery slide into DMs. I just slid into Michael Kelly's DM and I said, hey. Oh, so good. Yeah. And that's what we can do now. Like, that's like, everyone's like, how did you get into your render? And I was like, I DM'd her. Just ask. What do you mean? I'm like, well, why, why not? Like, exactly. Yeah. That's so good. So good. And that's what I love about the movement of education, even though there's, you know, and like everything, there's always going to be, you know, a, a flooding of something, but the, the strong rise up and the collaborations and the sharing and, you know, the good, the cream rises to the top. And yeah. I love yeah. about the evolution of, of me, even me starting in the hairdressing industry. Yeah is seeing people collaborating like it's so yeah, yeah it is good because like I've been kind of yeah I don't know I've been a little bit hesitant and a bit scared and anxious about connecting with the hairdressing community I'm really honest I was like I'm just over here doing my thing like not really connected to anyone yeah and I think that's why I'm like and I found myself like two years ago I just got to the point and I was like, I'm so lonely. I'm so, like, lost. And, you know, yes, I've got this successful salon, but I didn't feel like I had any. I had an amazing team, amazing, amazing team. They, they are the best. But, yeah, I, feel, I really felt lost in that um, connection with people outside of my bubble. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, I need to get out and, yes. and meet people and talk to people and stop having this mentality that, I'm going to go to an event and everyone's going to, like, not talk to me. Like, I was so scared to do anything. And now I'm, like, out of talk to everyone. I'm, like, oh, my God, everyone's amazing. Like, I just want to be everyone. Same thing. Like, we had the hots for Jay Edwards. Like, he is just a gorgeous game. Like, we were flirting with him. You yeah. know. <laughs> like, again, like, same, going to Jay's course. And we had an education <laughs> business, you know. But everyone is doing their best everyone's having a go yeah unreal there's enough work for everybody and that's what I love he gets so much shade but like he is he has worked so hard and he has been a disruptor and there's this and everyone's got their opinions and whatever but he has done amazing things this industry he has 125 employees 
the amount of apprentices and and the, the training that the train like you know like it's I just am am definitely a huge fan. Um, Me too. I am a huge fan of his. Yeah. yeah. I he's been a disruptor and it's been so good. It's exactly what we needed. So everyone could just like open their eyes to this opportunity. Yeah. We needed. They're possessive. They've got this weird like privacy. Oh, like, you know, like, yeah. but the collective, yeah, generation changing, like yours and Grace's age bosses are into retirement now and people in their 30s are now opening salons and it is changing. It's revolutionising. Um, yeah. That's a really cool thing to watch um, develop. Um, but definitely, you know, the, the most important thing is training apprentices properly. Um, and getting skilled hairdressers in the industry and they say oh backyard salons and this and that and unskilled that's because uh, most of the time they've had shit bosses yep uh yeah all right it's it's the 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 snake it's at the head you know so it's like being those industry leaders and being bosses and having that responsibility of apprentices is the most critical thing in having a successful business. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're living through a big shift in our industry, really. So it's quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's very cool. It's time to get excited. And the one thing that I will touch on, COVID-wise, is the one thing that I'm taking a positive out of it. Um, because hairdressers are on the top priority list to reopen, mm. just shows the world how important, important we are to people and we need to put our value on that now. Yep. I thought the same. When they didn't close us last year, they yep. didn't close salons and everyone was like, oh, the, and I was like, hey, this yeah. is great. Yeah. We're that on. We're, the one, we're going to be the one of the business that stays open. Yep. What does that mean for us? Like that that's a big compliment. I'll take it. Yeah, bottle eyes and hairdressers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, is there anything that I haven't covered that you wanted to share? Oh, we've definitely I feel like we've done really well. Yeah. I, I wanted to just say also too with social media. Um yes, yeah, so I'm really big on social media. I'm nearly 40, everybody. Nobody can see. And I was really behind. <laughs> uh, it's a podcast. I've got a face for radio, guys. I got into I got into social media because I needed to learn how to use social media and understand the the background of it. I started every day doing my outfit of the day because that was my. I love that, by the way. And it's grown and it's changed and like it's evolved. It's evolved <laughs> but I did it to see, like, I wanted to create something that was consistently me. And people expected it and people would ask me questions about it and people, like, were into it and whatnot. Um, so definitely consistency is is 100% key. Just doing one thing consistently all the time will make your social media successful. Yeah. And then grow to two and then grow to three and then grow to four. But just do one thing really well consistently because when you do something consistently, the consumer, the client... And then that builds trust. And when you build trust, you then get loyalty. So it's just that it's it's a proven method. And like, you know, it's same with friendships, same with relationships. You have a consistent friend that shows up for you all the time, builds trust, builds loyalty. 
you know, so it's the same thing. Think of it in, in that way. So, but yeah, social media, like we have a lot of conversations with people around social media. It, the writing's on the wall, guys. It is um, to... And it's free advertising. And it's free advertising. And it's your, it's your window. It's your shop front. It's your personality. It's your brand. It's, it's just... It's worth every minute. It's non-negotiable. It's a part of your business. It just is. And like, yeah, like you said, like it has to be on your list. Like you have, like, like it used to be, we have to have a website. Yeah. We now, you have to, like, and it's just a no We say to business owners all the time that, you know, and love them, God love them. But if they're asking for help, I'm like, that's the first step. And I say, give it to your apprentice and pay them $50 extra a week, $50 cash that you don't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $50, log them in and let them do it because they know what they're doing. Outside, doesn't have to be a marketing company, start small, um, but give it to one of the kids to do. Yep, definitely. I agree. I think, like, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Uh, no one would know about us if I didn't um, invest in my social media. Yeah, okay. For eight years straight, every freaking day. Yeah. Yep. With videos, getting up at like, you know, have, had a baby, I used to get up with Sunny, get him ready, get him to care, do a video yeah. in the morning and post it. I was so embarrassed. I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? But yeah, it's crazy. Like I used to die, I'd like wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I just posted that. This is so weird. But it, you know, like no one would have known about us. Yeah. So go and it. Like it was worth every second. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really passionate about social media because yeah. I just love the opportunity. Like, it's just so many opportunities. Like, I, I would not know you guys. No. You wouldn't know me. Yeah. You know, all the people that I reach out to now and I, I, I am conscious of, I'm like, I need to find people who aren't, who don't have profiles because imagine how many people have great stories to share. Yeah. But the people I'm reaching out to, the people I know on social media. Yeah. I was going to say, even if you reached out to someone that necessarily didn't follow you already, they'd look at your Instagram and go, oh, this chick knows what she's doing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so it's like your, it's your portfolio and your business card, your reputation as well, isn't it? It's how you attract your people. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. my first few years trying to get stuff, that was so hard. Like, put it on seat, what a waste of time. Like, people would apply, they didn't even live here, whatever. I'd be like, <laughs> what is happening? Now, the people that come, they're always the right people because they're yeah. following through our social media and they call me and they say, I've been following you for so long. Yeah. They know what we look like. They know what we wear. They know the hair we do. It's yeah. the best. Like people always yeah. say, how do you get stuff? And I'm like, well, because they follow us and they know our vibe and we attract our people. And moving with the times again, like, you know, young people are innovative. They're more than ever driven and, and want more. Embrace yes. it. Embrace it. Yes. Yes. It's changed and go with it. And they're ambitious and they've got goals and they know what they want. And, you know, it's the power at the age of information, you know, everything's available to find out. So that's made them more ambitious and more risk-taking. Embrace it. Exactly. exactly it's so true we like I, i've said that a few times as well like we can't fight against this you can't stop it no no you have to go with it yeah you have to 
And with your social media as well, like it's just, it's part of your identity. Like it, it just has to be that, yeah, like you said, it's just, it's a non-negotiable in it business. It has to be done. Yeah. 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 Well, you do it really well. Thank, Thank you. you. So do you. Your work is beautiful. Oh, we have to meet one day. We will. Want to come to Adelaide? We do. You should. Oh, my God. Come to Adelaide. Come to Blush Girl. Yeah. That is so good. Oh, yeah. Everyone I'm talking to, I'm like, I want to meet everyone. So when we can. Get our head. When we go to Sydney, when we used to be able to travel, we always go to Renya's. And Grace. I get my hair cut by Nathan and... It is, and the last time I went oh. there, I went there for a blow drive for the same hens weekend that Shag Chair was born. Mm. And Renya was there and I was like, oh, she's here. And they were taking my photo out the front and she came in and she fluffed oh. up my hair and was like, oh, my God. Oh, I, I was right. down the street getting a petty. And she's like, you're never going to guess what this happened. Renya touched me. I got all giddy over her husband. Her husband was in there another time, Jim. And I was like, oh, there's Jim. That's Renya's husband. <laughs> um, but we love getting our hair done at other salons and, like, hanging out. And it's just the best. It's the best. The best. I need to do more of that. That's what I'm going to do. Next year I'm going to travel around to everyone who I did a podcast with and get my hair done. You do, like, a little um, tour. Oh, real. Oh, my gosh. Don't give me any more ideas, please. I know. Yeah. We'll be in Adelaide as soon as we can. Yeah. All right, guys. I have to go. I have to get to a client, actually. So thank you so much. And, I, like, I loved that. It was, yeah, it was really great. So nice to meet you. So you great too. to meet you. And I hope that you can get out soon. Yeah. I'm thinking of you guys. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. One day, one COVID day at a time. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you find Shag Hair on Instagram and also you can follow Alana and Grace on their own Instagram accounts. We will tag everything in the description. And of course, please reach out to me if you want to chat at Love Blush Girl. And yeah, thanks for listening to another episode. Um, If you're enjoying them, we'd love so much to hear your feedback. Five-star review would be great. Um, But yeah, anything in my DMs is also really encouraging and really helpful. So it'd be good to hear what you're enjoying um, and maybe some ideas of someone who you would like me to interview.